0: this is the group project. This whole endeavor was just an excuse to spend a few hours with friends, and you have Jaws, who plays Emily, to thank for editing those sessions down to what you're listening to now. The campaign is based in a fictional contemporary Eastern Canadian harbour city called Balsamport. For this game, we'll be playing Monster of the Week. Unlike Dungeons and Dragons or World of Darkness, the system relies on the whole group building the world and lore as they go, so a lot of the details about the city and surrounding area will unfold as we get to them. We'll be starting off this episode with character introductions, so you'll get to meet the whole crew soon. I'm Sean, and I'm the Keeper. I'm basically the world that they interact with. I give them difficult problems to solve. I figure out where the monsters are going to be and what they're going to do in reaction to what the heroes do. I try to make it all interesting along the way.
1: Hi, I'm Reed. I'm playing Brassmus. He's the son of the god Braggy, and he is himself a bird with magic powers and uh, he's kind of lacks a clue, and he's pretty stoked about bringing about the apocalypse. That should be a good time.
2: Hi, my name's Jocelyn. I'm playing the character Emily, the spooky of the group, which mostly means that I have unnatural dark powers that I struggle with, and they'll likely come back to haunt me.
3: Hi, I'm Megan, the elder Megan, and I play Morwena Slauter, who's the expert in this campaign. This means she has knowledge of the weird and wonderful things that happen in this world. She's also the local proprietor of your creepy neighborhood library. Stay off the third floor.
4: My name is Meg, and I am calling Essie, the mundane. That pretty much means I go off by myself and get captured or in trouble... a lot. But don't worry, my team is always there to save me, and I can be counted on to help out when it really counts.
0: If you want more info on how the Monster of the Week game system works, you can check that out at EvilHat.com. Lastly, a huge thank you to 2 Mellow for letting us use the song, Except Myself, from his album Mindstreaming Volume 1. I still can't believe that an actual professional artist is letting us use his work for our silly bullshit, so please check out his music at 2 Alright, so I think we're just about ready to start this thing. So I believe this starts off with character introductions, and I'm just good with going with the order they show up in the playbook, so I don't need to scroll around a whole bunch. So, Rasmus, sure. I think you're... Uh,
1: so, has anyone read a Nancy's Boys? Can't say I have. I have not. Nope. Uh, okay, so the concept is that, uh, like, gods and goddesses and demigods and whatever had kids and those kids just grew up normally in the human sphere, but they kind of get diluted each step of the way. They're still demigods, but they're kind of like, you know, 164th Cherokee fox god. So Magnus, uh, sorry, Rasmus is a, uh, a descendant of Bragi, who was a Norse skald demigod, so basically a bird. And even though he's, like, super diluted now, uh, he still has a couple of noticeable skaldic powers. Uh, you know, if he talks to you, he can calm you down. You know, he can kind of produce tricksterish uh, items that just kind of come from nowhere. And if he uh, if he kind of starts telling like an epic, he can like banish unnatural forces from the area. So it's kind of all power of the voice magic. He is. Like a middle-aged man, practical clothing, uh, his eyes are perceptive, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. He is trying to bring about the end of the world.
0: Super. So uh, let's just go to uh, Emily.
2: Okay. So I'm Emily Darling Grace, young, 23. I have dark brown hair in a pixie cut. My eyes are probably one of the most distinguishing features of her They're heterochromatic, one bright blue one and one bright copper one. She's very tall at six feet. She's kind of thin, fairly boxy in shape. Uh, She wears black rounded glasses. You'll always find her in Argyle pretty much. Uh, No such thing as too much Argyle. Wears long loose skirts, leggings, sometimes slacks, jeans. Often wears comfortable dress shoes, occasionally sneakers. Loves books, has a little necklace. That's um, a locket with a picture of her sister in it. I think that's most of the important stuff for name and looks.
0: Yep, yeah, sounds good. Maruena.
3: Maruena is the, I don't want to say elderly, but getting there, you know, 60s, 70s owner slash proprietor of the local library. She's not as tall as Emily, but she's still fairly tall. She always wears tight bun, salt and pepper hair, just brown eyes. Always business, never casual. She's also Emily's boss. So Emily's the girl out front that she usually refers anybody to because people are awful and ruin the books. Marwena's is very knowledgeable in both the contents of the library and a lot of different subjects since she spent most of her life studying in the library while also working and then owning it. So she's definitely a place to go to for knowledge. And as a general rule, Marwena is not very charismatic. She's kind of standoffish.
0: Perfect, and Essie.
4: So, Essie is is young, probably in around the same age as Emily. You know, she's always kind of smiling, geeking out. Usually, always has a slightly oversized jean jacket on. Her hair is usually in some form of ponytail or braid. That's kind of like half falling out because she doesn't do it that carefully. She mostly just pulls it up to get out of her way usually, unless she's bored, and then it's some other color, if she decides. And she has a skateboard, which she usually keeps tucked under her pocket, and seems to always have Doritos, I've decided. She's a Doritos kind of girl, so she's always got some Doritos. Pretty normal, in that she's Pretty mundane. normal,
0: always having Doritos type person.
4: You oh, yeah. know, the kind of, you know, she's your Dorito friend. She's, you know, the snack mom, but totally not <laughs> responsible in any way. I
3: like how you see uh, as if it's not normal to have Doritos while I'm sitting here with, like, my third bag of smart food in front of me.
4: Yeah, like, I've got a big box of Whoppers sitting next to me right now. But, yeah, no, she's pretty relaxed, pretty uh, easygoing, go with the flow, maybe a little unaware of things, or just, like, doesn't care. But yeah, that's her. I think that's that's her. I think that's it.
0: Alright, so now things get a little more involved. Uh, we go through the history, which I know we didn't really do the whole team concept thing, mainly because I want to throw you together in a particular way, but you guys knowing each other ahead of time is totally fine and works. So... <laughs> Yeah, let's start with Rasmus. You're going to go through the group, and everybody's going to be somehow attached to you.
1: Yeah, no worries. So what I've got down, I've got mostly everyone. I just want to ask Joss uh, which one she'd prefer. So you can either be a good, righteous person that I have to help stay that way, or you can be a total abomination that should be destroyed. What would you prefer?
2: Um. Well, <laughs> so... I'm just trying to think what works best with my character here because my character is effectively haunted.
1: Right. She's... That's kind of why I was going to give you the option.
2: Yeah. She's not necessarily always, you know, she she's kind of detached from people. She finds it hard to connect to people because she's, to kind of deal with being haunted, she's kind of just shut most people out. She lives in a very tight bubble like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, she, I wouldn't say she's really like that good. Which makes me lean towards the probably-want-to-destroy-her-more route.
1: Okay. So you're an abomination, and you should be destroyed. I'm not 100% sure why, but you definitely are.
0: Now, the other part of that is, except you can't, so you have to work out...
1: I can't personally murder you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I did gloss over that part.
0: Yeah, so I guess there'd be a reason that you guys wouldn't or there'd be a reason why Rasmus can't kill Emily, despite the fact that she probably shouldn't exist for one reason or another.
1: I mean, like, I am still subject to the laws of the world. <laughs> so I'm just going to say mainly uh, morality. Okay, gotcha.
0: So what do you have for the uh,
1: the other two? Tessie, you're the person I go to for advice on mortal stuff. Sex drugs, <laughs> uh, food, television.
4: Yes! That's perfect. You're my uh,
1: mortal connection. And then Megan or Morwenna? Am I saying that right? Uh, more, yeah, Definitely going to screw that up. Your prayer, perhaps even informal or unconscious prayer, summoned me here.
3: <laughs> Sounds about right.
1: So you, me, and Essie probably know each other via the bookstore.
2: At the library, you mean? Yeah.
1: Yes, that. Sorry.
2: In which case, that's probably how you would know me, too, because that's where I work.
1: Yeah, so that gets everyone involved. Alright,
0: so then, Essie, I think you're next.
4: Well, hi. So, the only one that I have for for certain decided is Rasmus. What is it? Uh, let me see. You're a bit suspicious of them, maybe due to their unnatural powers or something like that.
0: Sweet.
4: I'm suspicious of this guy who keeps coming to me for human advice. And for Emily, I was thinking the one that I kind of liked was good friends tell them it's tell them if it's from way back or recently and <laughs> I think that would this. be fun
2: yeah I was looking at mine and I was thinking the same one old friends trust each other completely
4: yeah like you know th- this weird combo of like the half slacker and the like really bookish type yeah and where they're around the same age so way back they probably went to like school together and oh, yeah, we're certainly. always in the same class or like wanted to be in the same class or something like that. So,
2: yeah, that sounds that sounds good.
4: And then the one I was thinking for Mor- what, Morwenna Morwena, Morwena,
2: Morwena. Morwena,
4: yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it wrong every time, but it's fine. You can tell me if you like this or not, but I kind of like the idea of you are close relations. So tell them exactly how you're related because why else would the slacker kid keep going to the library of this cranky for old me. woman?
0: Oh, I get to school. So
4: she told me to go hang out at the library for two hours until she gets off work. (laughs) So she would go and hang out with Emily at the library and her aunt who would look after her, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) If that works for you.
3: Yeah, that works. So, yeah, so you're essentially like my unwanted niece.
4: (laughs) Yeah, who's always round, right? Excellent. Yeah, so I think that's it for me.
0: Alright, so do I want to do
2: Emily, then? Okay, yep. Yeah. So, Essie, we already talked about this. We're old friends, we trust each other completely. Morwena, what I was thinking for you out of my history is, they taught you to control your powers to the extent that you can control them at all. So I was thinking of that, if you're okay with that. And for Rasmus, uh, let's see. Oh, this this will be good. They saw you use your powers for selfish or vindictive reasons. Ask them who the victim was, and then tell them what I
0: did.
1: Hmm. Hmm. There is a delivery driver that works for the library. And you so my pass... vindictive? Yeah, it says for
2: selfish or vindictive, so it probably would have been selfish, yeah. just by character. often would use her powers mostly to be left alone, or sometimes occasionally to give herself a little bit of a bonus. Like, for example, when she was doing tests and stuff, she wouldn't hesitate to read people's minds to advance herself. It's enabled her to get far.
1: Cool, cool. So I'm gonna say the delivery driver for the library is who you use your powers on.
2: I'll say the delivery driver was probably being, like, I don't know, hanging around too much for, for Emily to like taking his time, and I used my powers to kinda just suggest to him to hurry up and finish his job and get away and like leave me alone sort of thing.
0: Okay, sounds good. Then, Essie, you already had very close friends. Oh, cool. I like how that's both an option for both of you. Yeah, it worked really well.
4: We're BFFs.
0: I like that it's reciprocal.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Me too, because otherwise it would be weird. Double
1: old friends. Sometimes what you need is a against-their-will friend.
2: <laughs> well, so one of the things about Essie, maybe, is even occasionally when I read her mind, which I don't try to do often to anybody, but when I, when I do read her mind, she still often acts impulsively and doesn't always act on exactly what she's thinking at that time, so it's surprising, and I like that.
0: I like that MacArthur plan there. If you don't know what the plan is, how can the enemy predict it?
4: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they can't stop right. us if we don't know what we're doing.
0: Uh, yep last one's tomorrow yeah. All right, I got mine all figured out now. So my
3: relationship with Emily—they are your student, apprentice, ward, child—between you decide which. I'm assuming student because mm-hmm. we just established in yours that I'm teaching you things. With Sc, the only one that really fit. All <laughs> of them were like, "I tell you all my dark secrets." I was like, "No," <laughs> uh, but a distant relation. I think it'd be better, like I was thinking maybe either a distant niece or like grandniece from like yeah. a, my sister may be dead and you're like the grand niece, so it's like your grandmother's gone, but you don't I don't know. So either you could know that you're related to me or it could be a secret and it's why I don't keep kicking you out of the fucking library. gross Dorito monster. And then for Erasmus, I was trying to think of a good one and I think you got me an item I needed and maybe I don't realize why this is funny but it's an important occult tomb related to the deity that you come from and i would like to think that i don't know that <laughs> i would like to think Sweet. that gonna, like unintentional summoning by reading up into your history and then when you showed up and were like sup it's like hey that is
1: basically what i was going for yeah
3: you're really into this thing i need a tomb you got it
1: <laughs> okay um. Um. I'm I can throw out
4: a possible thing here that because there's another one that could work for Essie and Morana on my end because I initially have close relations. But if the only one that works for you is distant relations, then I could possibly have the one for you. They introduced you to the existence of monsters. Tell them how you feel about that.
3: That could work too. That
4: could be work too.
3: Yeah, because then it could stick with that. Like maybe you don't realize I'm related to you, but I realize I'm you know. So I'm like fine.
4: and i'm always hanging around emily so maybe i'll change it to that one because then because that's fun
0: i come to you because you showed you you the weird shit
4: yeah right because i was always hanging around emily
3: okay so the new relation is i'm gonna
0: type it in here um always hanging around emily but it's not emily the psychic that showed you the weird shit it's the cranky old lady at the library yes i'm totally on board
3: (laughs) your grandmother was also into the weird occult shit i'm just passing it along no and i probably
4: showed up one day with like oh this used to be grandma's this or that and you're like okay i need to explain this ancient omen artifact and why you can't have it anymore
3: (laughs) give it to me it's going in my office
4: yeah
0: I really like how it's developing with Morwena as, like, the den mother that she would absolutely <laughs> hate being. <laughs> mm-hmm. like that season is God. so good.
4: Yeah, right?
3: I think it'd be kind of cute, kind of cute, kind of neat if you didn't realize we were related. But
4: Marwena. Oh, she has no idea. No, yeah, she she comes to the library because Emily. Nice.
3: Yeah, because I like the idea of maybe, like, Morwena and her sister were super into occult shit, and then Marwena's sister's daughter was like no this is fucking creepy stop it and like distanced herself from that and had you and then mm-hmm. you went back to the library for other reasons and then marina was like ah, shit i have to make sure she doesn't blow
4: something <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh I'm man guess what something. we got to what i went to grandma's attic and i found this really cool book can you read it to me
3: never get out of my life it's called the yeah. Emily, your friend keeps getting Doritos on the old boat. Stay off the bird float.
4: Yeah, and Essie thinks it's the coolest thing that you just decided to ta- start telling her all these monster stories and
1: weird shit. You're probably just Dorito cursed. You know that, right?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's in your blood.
1: It's a Dorito demon, and he owns your My, soul.
0: Yeah. Okay, would you stop spoiling demon. the mid season <laughs> twist? <laughs> Alright, we ready to roll? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna start off a little individually here, but we'll see how it develops. So, Essie, yes. it is eight o'clock on a Monday night. Where are you?
4: Um, walking back from, from the corner store that is close to where I, I live. Um no, I'm not walking. I'm skateboarding, obviously. Sick away from the corner store. I don't know, probably gonna go go for a little ride through the park. What time of year is it?
0: Let's just say it's early fall.
4: Okay, so like the trees and stuff are all really pretty. So yeah, I'm gonna, gonna go for a little go go through a little ride through the park. Got got a I've got a lollipop because I decided to have sugar instead of salt today. Then I've got like a bunch of mini bags of Doritos in my backpack.
0: Okay. So as you're riding through the park, you notice restroom area and it just happens to catch your eye because you see the lights out front they're all on but for some reason the doorway to the women's side of the restroom is black what do you do
4: i go up to it i like stop maybe like four feet in front of the doorway do my eyes seem to adjust to it at all as i kind of like look in
0: so This is one of those, like, side-by-side restrooms. There's a light out front. It's one of those ones It's like it's an open doorway that kind of, like, zigzags back and forth. So there's no actual door. You can see on the men's room side. You can just look into it. The lights are on. The light overhead is shining in. You know, it's starting to get dark earlier. But you notice on the women's side, it's just black. It is just the perfect rectangle of the doorway is black.
4: I pick up a rock and I throw it in.
0: Okay. The rock disappears.
4: Do I hear it land on the floor? Not a thing. Is this modern era?
0: Yep. It's contemporary.
4: I'm going to pull out my cell phone and take a picture of it.
0: Okay. You take a picture. The doorway appears to be black.
4: I'm going to send the picture to Emily (laughs) and put the, and like, caption it, Look what I found at the park! Should I go in? And I send it off, and then I wait.
0: So you're going to wait for a response? Yeah. Okay. Emily, you receive a text message. I'm
3: Uh, not paying you to be on that phone. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I'm at work right now,
0: right? I don't know. Are you? It's It's 8 o'clock on a Monday night. Where are you?
2: Yeah, I'm most certainly at work then. Probably putting books away because library... How late does the library open, boss?
3: I would say our library hours are from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. on weekdays and 8 to 8 on weekends. But yes, you'd still be cataloging
2: and getting circulation cleaned. Okay, so I'm going, I'm basically in the process of doing my quick rounds, taking any books that might have been left on tables or anything like that and putting them on my cart. And I quickly glance at my phone. I see a message from Essie. And I pull it up as I'm pushing the cart to the next table. And I just go, what is it? Put on your flash. And I send that as my response. Okay.
0: Okay. For the sake of this, we'll let you two talk back and forth. Okay. If you want to say it's just in text, that's fine. Yeah,
2: it's it's just in text, so that's, that's what I send back.
4: Okay, so as soon as I get the reply, I'll reply, I don't know, let me check, and I'll send it off, and I'll walk in. <laughs> okay, ahead.
0: so you walk through the doorway?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know, one of my moves is, don't worry, I'll check it out whenever you go off by yourself to check out somewhere, or something scary, mark experience.
0: Okay. Well I would say unnatural darkness would definitely qualify as scary, so go ahead and mark that experience. I'll awesome. come back to you in a
4: Sounds good.
0: Rasmus. It's uh, eight o'clock on a Monday night. What are you doing?
1: Honestly, probably getting drunk. But more importantly, getting drunk at like the hipsterist beat poet bar in town. Okay. Usual haunt for you? Yeah. Poetry, man. Gotta love it.
0: Right on. So you're just Sitting, listening to poetry?
1: Yeah, sitting, kind uh, of bumming around. I had talked to Marwenna earlier today, but the library's closed now, so there's nothing I can do. And I didn't quite understand why I'm here, but I'll come back tomorrow. And in the meantime, you might as well, you know, have some drinks.
0: Okay, gotcha. So, we'll just assume you keep drinking until you decide not to. So, what do you do when you're done drinking? How long do you stay? Uh, well, I probably have to get up and take a piss, honestly. So I'll okay. head towards the back. As you open the men's room door, it's black. Joy, I'm going to pop in. Okay, you step through the door. I'll be back to you in a moment. Morwena, eight o'clock on a Monday night. Where are you?
3: In my office, probably cataloging any of the third floor books that have been taken out or need maintenance or whatever
0: for the next day's work. Okay. So when you glance up from your desk, you notice the doorway to your office is now just black.
3: Well, my office is set up as my haven, so nothing supernatural can enter it, but I'm going to take a quick look through my brain logs and see if I can think of any occulty things that might cause that to be black, because the light was on a minute ago, and even if it was off, that's not how dark it would
0: Alright, so is that a move?
3: So I can do, like, lore library. When I hit the books, I take plus one forward to investigate a mystery, so long as it's historical or reference works are appropriate. So I mean, I suppose with my occult stuff, I would have occult books that might be relative. So I guess it would be an investigate a mystery role, and I would get a forward out of it.
0: Sure, go for it.
3: Wait, which one uses investigate a mystery? What am I using for that?
0: I think that's plus sharp. I could also look at the sheet I printed out that has all the basic moves. Yeah, investigative mystery is roll plus sharp.
3: Okay, so a nine, I guess then.
0: Okay, so on investigative mystery, you get to ask a question. So the questions are, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here?
3: Well, I guess I'm going to go with what is being concealed here. <laughs> that seems the most relevant.
0: Okay, so I promise I'm not being trite here, but it's a path. I mean, obviously, it's blackness in a door, but it's concealing a path to somewhere.
3: With my occult knowledge, I have two weapons that sort of stay on me, which is like a dagger and a knife or something. The third weapon is an iron sword, which, you know, I keep in case of folk. So I'm going to pull that off the wall at the back because I just leave it mounted on the wall. I'm going to take that down and I'm going to go through the door. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to call down to the girl first. Like, use the inner... Calm thing to call down to the front desk to leave the girl a message that if I don't come back tonight, it's okay, you can lock up. <laughs>
0: okay. So, <laughs> cool, you just dive through the door? Yeah, fuck it. I read books about this all the okay. time. Okay. So, Emily, you have received a message from the boss.
2: I look at it, it's probably not the first time she's told me something like that there, where she's either planning on heading out and I'm just not seeing her so I just look at it and go okay I'll lock up I'll do a round and if no one's in here I'll lock up on my way out and I continue I'm just going through collecting all the books that have been left on tables and stuff and just start cataloging them putting them back where they need to go.
0: Okay. As you're walking through the library, you notice one of the doorways to the sort of, not exactly conference room, but, you know, small, somewhat private offices that people (laughs) can read in, the doorway is black. Okay.
2: So the two moves that I have that might be relevant to this here, one is the sight, which says that you can see invisible things, especially spirits and magical influences, and I may communicate with them anything like that that I see.
0: It's a big black blackness. Okay. Where the door (laughs) Um, should be.
2: And then the other one that I have is hunches, which is when something bad is happening or just about to happen, somewhere that I'm not, I can roll plus sharp to basically get some insight. And on a 10 plus, you knew where you needed to go just in time to get there. Seven and nine, get there too late, but not to prevent it altogether. And then on a miss, you get there just in time to be in trouble. Pertinent at all.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can roll that. Why not? Let's see what happens. If nothing else, I'll send you to a murder or something. You can help out there. Okay, Uh, so on a 10, you know where you needed to go, just in time to get there. Yep,
2: just in time to get there. So I feel compelled then, I guess, that I probably should go into this
0: black void? Surprisingly enough, where you need to go happens (laughs) to be on the other side. And guess what? You've got a really convenient way to get there. So I, I feel
2: that there, and I think back to the, the text that I got, and I was like, oh, shit, like, shit, is Essie in trouble? And I just, I leave the cart where it is, and I just run in. Not really run, but, like, quickly walk in.
3: Power walk in. Yeah, briskly. Very
0: briskly. Okay, so you've stepped through the door.
3: I just realized my, my library isn't going to get locked up. Hooligans are going to come in and wreck up the door. Th-
0: <laughs> 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 you step through the doorway. Which is a particularly disorienting, because all four of you step through the doorway.
4: Step through one doorway? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, at the same time, dark. the four of you have just stepped, walked through the same door at the same time. You find yourself standing in the hallway of what appears to be a apartment not run down or anything, nothing fancy, it's not like uptown condos or anything. Carpeted floor, taupe walls, pretty basic looking.
3: I need to stop for a moment because the mental image is just like <laughs> Essie has like her phone with her flash on, and we's just like walking through with like a book absentmindedly under her arm. <laughs> Rasmus has maybe like a cup of beer still, and then there's Morwenna with a big, <laughs> big sword. <laughs> Let's fuck shit up. It's all
0: good. Yeah. I probably
4: have my skateboard under my arm because I wouldn't have left it. I would have picked it up when I went in.
0: The four of you basically walk through the same doorway that you're all pretty certain you stepped into individually at the (laughs) same time. What do you do?
2: Whoa! i you get here! Whoa! I I
0: assume I fall?
1: Maybe. Can I take a look around at what's here? Other than the three other people inside of me?
0: Yeah. So if you look down the hallway, uh, probably some light bulbs you could steal out of a fixture if you wanted to, a couple of fire extinguishers, and uh, doors to apartments.
4: So we're like in the hallway in front of apartments, right?
0: Yep. Okay. If you look over, you see the apartment right next to you is 201, so you can probably assume you're on the second floor.
3: Do we recognize the building at all?
0: Not from here, no.
3: Is there a window on this floor?
0: Well... If you see down the far end of the hallway, there's another door, same as this, with the stairway.
3: But no, like, window to the outside.
0: There might be one in the stairway.
2: Oh, okay. You don't know. I Dude. look up and go, Marwena, Essie, what are y'all doing here?
4: Remember that uh, I picture standout. I sent you? Like, I went through the doorway with the pig because I told you I'd check it out, right? And, uh, I guess you followed
2: me?
3: I thought I taught you better than to come through strange doors in the dark.
4: But you also went through a strange door in the dark. So how I is it any sword, better? child? <laughs> well, I have, and I'm going to whip out my pocket knife. Well, I have a knife.
1: Oh,
3: good. I'm going to go look in the stairwell and see if I can see outside. Rasmus, do you want to come with? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll come with you. They've got their tiny knives. We've got a sword. <laughs> and a Skateboard.
2: I actually don't think I have my knife on me because that would have been in my bag and I was working.
1: Where were you all before we came? To
2: the park. I was working in my office. Yeah, I was putting books away. Hmm.
1: This does not
2: work well. Is the, looking back to where we came from, is like, it's still like a black hole or is it a door or is it just
0: more hallway? To answer your question about the door, it is a door. It looks basically the same as the one at the far end of the hallway. You know, because there's no reason to have two different doors. Come on, we're building on a fucking budget here.
2: (laughs) So it's just not a black hole or anything like that? Nope, just a door. When I get up, I pull out my cell phone and I just kind of open up, like, maps to see, like, see if I can GPS our location and be like, where are we? Yep.
0: You are not exactly, like, downtown but you're you're in a decent area i'm not sure what to relate it to exactly you know roughly equivalent to like region street it's like halifax basically it's halifax but don't hold yeah don't hold me to the geography of halifax necessarily cool yeah um but since i don't know the layout of halifax all that well it'd be basically the same as like region street in Fredericton, right kind of central, but you're not exactly downtown. Probably near the local university student housing. Fairly, not super crazy expensive rent.
2: Okay, so, not far from, maybe not necessarily too far from, like, the library or
0: anything like that, okay. No, not terribly. You know, a couple minutes okay. drive. I'm gonna
1: start walking down the hallway and just kind of checking the doors as I go, quietly. See if any of them are unlocked.
0: Uh, so you're checking the doors to see if they're unlocked?
1: Yeah, but like, you know, quiet-like? Quiet-like. Oh, gotcha. Real quiet, well, Okay. Well, here's the thing, like, you can turn a knob quietly, or you can turn a knob like you own the place, and uh, mm-hmm. if there's people in there, I do not own the place. You find one that is unlocked. just gonna peek inside. Okay. Lights
0: are out. Doesn't seem to be anybody home. But not unnaturally bla- uh, the black?
1: No. No, just lights are out. Okay, I'm gonna close it. Don't okay. need to go intruding in people's houses.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have anything that I can that I can see if there's any of the doors that seemed like out of place or occulty. If that makes any sense, I mean, there's uh, so that still applies Cause I was like, there's I've read about this sort of thing, but that's still huh. for act under pressure, that's sort of like. Yeah. I'm not in my haven, so I can't use my lore library or my mystical
0: Rasmus, you notice, as you're closing the door, on the ground, in front of that door, there's indents in the carpet. Side by side, kind of parallel, looks like something heavy and wheeled came by
1: recently. That would be going in there or past it? Coming out of the door. Looks like someone might have had a hand cut. So what do you do? Uh, well, uh, trace <laughs> it back where it goes.
0: Yeah, it seems to go from that door to the elevator. Or from the elevator to that door. Of course, you can't really tell. Mm. Emily? Yes? You notice you feel a tingling. I begin to look I'm around. Gonna point it. I'm going to put it. It uh, leads you to the same set of tracks as Rasmus.
2: I look at the tracks and I go, there's something odd about these tracks. They feel off.
0: I would say they don't feel, it's not, when you look at them, they don't, it doesn't give you a good feeling.
2: Would it be something similar to, like, the feeling I might have had with any of my other past spirit encounters?
0: It feels
2: sad. Okay.
4: Um, he's gonna go up to Emily and be like, is your spidey sense tingling?
2: Yeah. There's something wrong. Something tragic. I don't, I don't understand. Where is it coming from? You said the tracks were going out, right?
0: The tracks lead from the elevator to the door. As you would expect, something that had wheels would probably take the elevator.
4: Okay. And this is the door that's unlocked, right?
0: Yep. Leads to that same door.
2: I kind of just bullishly, like, just open the door again and just start walking
1: inside. Okay.
4: I'm going to follow her.
1: All the lights are out. I'm going to also go in. I feel like I'm I'm going to split the party and do the thing that's stupid and go to the elevator.
0: Okay. What are you looking
1: for? Um, well, I mean, the track's in there, so I'm just going to go in the elevator and see what I can find. But you can do them first.
0: Sure. You uh, come into the apartment. It's a modest little place. You'd probably like a two-bedroom kind of setup. It's not sparse, but it's nice. It's It uh, seems kind of like an old lady's house. Oh, perfect. Just like mine.
3: I'm going to call out just to make sure we don't suddenly spook some poor bastard.
0: Like, okay. Oh, we need to borrow your f- You don't receive any reply.
4: I have a move okay. called Oops. <laughs> if you want to stumble across something important, tell the Keeper. You will find something important and useful, but not necessarily related to your immediate problems.
0: So uh, I would love to stumble
4: something across something important.
0: Okay, do you uh, roll for that?
4: I. It doesn't say. Okay. But it, it's. I find something important and useful, but not necessarily related to our immediate problems.
0: Yeah, you come across. As you come into the house, there's a small galley-style kitchen just to the right of the door. And, uh, as you walk in, you step into a puddle of water in front of the refrigerator
4: guys i think the fridge is broken and i kind of like
3: know in the fridge i thought you just arrived under dorito
4: well you know balance and everything
3: <laughs> is the refrigerator door ajar or is it just
0: no you can see there are some ice cubes they appear to have melted that's Wait. where the puddle's coming from and there's a it's a little it's a bifold refrigerator with a little ice and water dispenser on one side
3: Oh, okay, I was going to say I open up the freezer, but it's got a nice dispenser. I'm going to take a look around and see if I can see anything out of, I don't know, it's not my house,
2: but I mean the wheel tracks. Yeah. Are there more wheel tracks inside the building? Or...
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm also trying to follow like kind of that tingly feeling just to see
0: where it leads. Okay, to the entryway is tile, so unfortunately you don't see any more tracks. You're, okay, I think you've got a move, uh, Emily, for the site. Is yes, that it? Yes, that's it. Okay. Is that, a, is that a roll for type site? Ah, uh, let uh, scroll up to it.
2: You can see invisible things, especially spirits and magical influences. You may also communicate with and maybe even make deals with the spirits. Oh. You can see invisible things, especially spirits and magical influence. It happens when I roll and
0: investigate a mystery. Okay, so you go ahead, roll plus sharp. Okay.
1: Not bad. She wrote an eight, so she gets to
0: leave All right, so you get to, hmm, I guess you get to ask me a question? So, Emily, you are getting bad vibes, sad vibes, from an armchair in the living room.
2: Okay, and then for my question, I guess probably the thing Emily wants to know is, what happened here?
0: Somebody died.
2: So I go up to the chair and I go, oh no. And I look over at Essie. And I go, I think someone died here.
4: Essie is currently looking for a towel or paper towel to clean up the water on the floor. <laughs>
0: okay. Can you find some on the counter?
4: I clean it up. Put the towel on the counter.
0: Very nice of you.
4: I am very nice. What What was that, Emily?
2: I think I think someone died here. And I just, I put my hand, like I just lightly touched the arm of the chair.
0: It's very sad, the feeling you're getting from it. A little bit of relief. Just the slightest, tiniest bit of silver lining. But also, concern. You can feel quite a bit of
1: concern. I'll let you stew on that for a second. Yeah. So I kind of go into the elevator, just kind of wait <clears throat> while it moves down towards me. And yep. then once I'm in, I want to cast a spell to, uh, like, observe a different time. So all the magic is poetry-based. He's going to put his hands kind of over his eyes. The river flows forward, churning and ebbing slow. Lift stones on which it rests fill the spring up again. And kind of move time backwards so that he can see kind of what happened with this hand truck.
0: Now I realize I might actually be 100% completely wrong here,
1: but this is how it happened. What well, you no, see... I rolled. Okay. So uh, okay. on a 7 to 9, it works imperfectly. So I choose my effect and a glitch. I'm going to say the magic draws an immediate unwelcome attention. So I do see something, but okay. it also has that side effect.
0: We are going to go with what you see first. What you see are a pair of paramedics with a gurney between them. There appears to be an elderly woman on the gurney, and they are working feverishly on her as the elevator descends. And then it fades. As the vision fades, we're going to jump a little bit. Emily, Morena, and Essie. All the lights in the apartment flicker. You hear a door down the hallway slam.
4: That's very and not
0: good. Then the lights come back on. Rasmus, the lights in the elevator go out, and the elevator stops.
1: That's fine. What do you do? Well... Between floors in an apartment building can't be that bad, so I'm going to try and, like, emergency open the doors. Once okay. the power goes out, they should be able to just be pushed open.
0: That sounds reasonable. I'm pretty sure a stout fellow like you could do that. You pull open the doors, and lucky for you, you're actually only off by about a foot.
1: So I'll work on the other set of doors.
0: So you pry them open. Like I said, you're only off by a little bit. What do you do? pop
1: the fuck out of the broken elevator. That's what I do. <laughs> that is
0: totally fair. Uh, you're actually still on the second floor. The elevator did not descend very much <clears> because <throat> you didn't tell it to go anywhere. It was just the thing you saw. So, yeah, it just kind of cool. locked up where it was.
1: So I assume they see um, me
0: pop out of an elevator? <laughs> no, they're all in the apartment. Oh, right, okay. And then once you're out of the elevator, the light flickers back on and the doors close.
1: I'm going to attempt to cast out evil, so I'm going to start humming and, and kind of, I don't have a good written spell up for this, but some kind sure. of Old Norse, and I'm going to give my best attempt to cast out whatever it is. I'm assuming, based on the gurney, that it's an evil spirit, so.
3: That is a nine.
1: So, on a seven to nine, it takes a little while for the banishing to take effect. The creature has time to make one or two actions. Either way, the banished creature is unharmed, and you have no control over where it goes. But it does get banished eventually. Let me put it this way. As you start
0: to cast your spell, and you form the area around you to kind of push it away, you don't feel any resistance. You know the spell's going out there, but it's like throwing a wiffle ball. Sure. Like, your, your pitch was perfect, but there's just, like, you don't feel anything
1: behind it so it's probably not evil then. Anyway, I'm busy doing that for a minute, so you can go back to the Okay, damage.
0: sure. So, the lights have just flickered off and come back on shortly after.
3: I have a quick question. Do the ghosts in this game take the same rules as the ghosts in like, Supernatural and other things where iron can hurt them, or is it just like salt and shit?
0: So from what you know, there are too many different types of spirits to be certain of what would be effective. Flickering lights to you suddenly like that, and especially with Emily mentioning that someone died here recently, you've got a pretty good reason to suspect that a spirit is involved. But there are many ways for spirits, ghosts, poltergeists, all that stuff to manifest with varying levels of strength and autonomy and purpose. So you can't quite be certain.
3: I want to cast a spell or something to help me try and divi- hi Marsha, good squeaking uh, help me <laughs> define out what kind of ghost it might be or see if I can, like I feel like I should have a spell that might be able to either like force the ghost to manifest or f- identify it somehow.
0: Is that just a use magic thing you've got?
3: I'm assuming that falls under use magic which is roll plus weird.
0: And what did you roll? So
3: I rolled a seven
0: Seven? So that's like a partial success
3: So, effect is weakened, it's of short duration, I take one harm. I'm gonna go with it has a problematic side effect.
0: You're trying to force the spirit to manifest so you can identify it.
3: Essentially. I'm hoping that it's still just a sad old lady, and we just have to tell her to go home.
0: (laughs) What you get is from down the hallway, the lights flicker sequentially coming down the hall which is probably still only like three lights, but that's pretty spooky. And as it comes across through the kitchen, you see the door to the freezer kind of funk a little bit. It just kind of pops just a little bit before it closes, and the ice machine just starts dumping ice cubes on the floor.
3: Go run over and open that freezer
0: door still dumping ice cubes by the way it's horrible i'm I'm gonna get
4: the towel and put the towel down again and like (laughs) start picking the ice cubes up and throwing them in the
0: sink Uh, yeah it can only hold so many in the hopper so i imagine as long as you're not standing there for another couple of hours while it refreezes more cubes
3: hold on this is about to get spookier
0: just just you open it up there is a freezer Looks fairly normal. There's some frozen vegetables, some packages of meat. You can see it's not particularly full. It's like tray of chops, some frozen vegetables. It's very tidy, but there's not a lot. Like it's a freezer for one old lady. But you do notice in one of the freezer bins, you can see down through the shelving, glass shelf, there's a whole bunch of little white packages with colorful labels on them.
3: I'm going to start picking them up and reading the labels out loud.
0: Okay, they're all the same, and they all say, feeder mice, large.
3: Uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm going to turn around and kind of hold the bag up to Emily and Essie. Either she has a large snake or we have a large problem.
4: I'm going to find the snake. I'm going to start running <laughs> down the hall and opening <laughs> doors to try and find the snake to make sure it's okay.
0: Okay, as you're running down Fall the hall, with my sword. <laughs> you get to the end of the hallway and one of the doors does not open. Since it's the only one, because you see, there's a bathroom, there's like a little guest bedroom, and then okay. this last door is shut. Presumably, the one that slammed shut earlier.
4: I'm going to step away and put my hands in the air and be like, okay, this is out of my pay grade. And I'm just going to step back and out of the way.
3: Hey, Emily.
1: While you guys are thinking, I'm just going to, after I Steve. finished my banishing, I'm going to come back in. Okay, Find
3: probably to the sight of the, like, ice pouring out as an old lady throws open the crisper. <laughs> Where oh, the dude. fuck is this damn coat? Normal day.
2: Emily, do you think you can talk to whoever's through the door? I do. I walk over towards the door, and I get, like, really close to it, and I start whispering, almost, trying to really stretch out and feel that spirit realm that I'm not intentionally connected to but i'm trying my best and i'm not really good at it but i'm going <laughs> trying to ask like are you in there can we talk to you will you let Kay. us in
0: are you reaching out with your powers
2: yeah i'm trying in the same way that i often would read people's minds which does come a lot easier when i can see and they're around me right in that same way i'm trying to do that there but with spirits
0: all right so give give me a use magic okay. roll plus weird I think for what we're what we're doing here. 7. 7. All right. So what is well, your effect I guess is to try and reach out and communicate. Mm-hmm. What is your glitch?
2: I would say either the effect is weakened or it's for a short
0: duration. Okay. Which one do you want to go with?
2: Maybe weakened.
0: Okay. So you reach out and you can feel on the other side there's some warmth. You feel concern. Like, more of that concern feeling you felt in the chair. And it is much stronger here. I look over to Norwena, and
2: I go, I feel like she's in there. She's not answering, though. Hmm. Well, if we can get the door open. I can get the door
1: open. Excellent. Thank you. I back away uh, from the door. (laughs) I'll take out my thunder hammer and just give it a nice, quick swack.
4: I back away farther from the door.
0: (laughs) Man, this would be easier in D&D, because i know exactly what that would be. Because uh, this is just an apartment building. There is absolutely no doubt that you could knock down a door, even without a thunder well, hammer.
1: It seems, yeah, I know, I understand that. But it, the thunder hammer is nice and easy. It it seems like Harb 3 is quite a substantial weapon. So my mm. guess is the door is just going to explode off the hinges. So what you get,
0: and this happens very quickly, but... It kind of seems to slow down as you're watching it. As you swing in with the hammer, how how do you swing in? Like, where are you aiming? On the handle. So you're, like, just trying to hit it right on the handle and just drive it backwards?
1: Well, can I take the lockout, then the entire door will just swing open?
0: Yep. I mean, it's it's a bedroom door. Like, it's, yeah. it's not like a deadbolt or anything. the same. So as you swing in and you hit the knob, you see the knob collapse just fucking start to disintegrate under the hammer <laughs> the door blows backwards you see the cracks spread but it's almost like as soon as it spreads in all of a sudden there is just a jolt that slams the pieces of the door back into the door frame and while not explosive not causing you harm you definitely feel it in your chest mm. as it crashes back into the door frame And it's shattered. You can see where you hit it. There's not a whole lot holding this door together. The spider web of cracks spreading up through the door. There should be a big thunder hammer sized hole where that knob is. But all the pieces have just been slammed back into place. And the lights go out in the apartment.
2: I begin looking around the apartment again. I'm trying to find her name or anything that might be a little bit more
0: personal that's accessible. Sure. You notice on a shelf above the television, there are some pictures. You see an old photo of a wedding, and underneath you see the names Harold and Emma, 1971. You see some more photos of them. As they get older, there's probably about half a dozen or so. There's, you know, 25th anniversary photo, a 50th. Assume whatever date I gave you. (laughs) They've been married a long time. You also see just a picture of, you're assuming Harold, he's quite old in this photo, and you don't see any other photos of them.
2: I take the wedding photo over to Morena, and I go, I think it's Emma who passed away. What about Harold? I'm going
3: to investigate a mystery, I guess, and see see if there's any indication as to if it is Emma's ghost that we're dealing with or if maybe it's Harold's
0: Sure. Give me that plus sharp
3: I rolled a 9
0: So that gives you hold 1 so you can ask me one of the questions
3: Let's go with what is being concealed here because maybe it's something that seems like a ghost but isn't and maybe hiding Harold's snaff snake body is what she was doing (laughs) I don't know
0: what is being concealed is something very important. It's worth concealing and it's worth protecting. I think. Harry Not entirely sure how to put that in context.
3: We have to get through that damn door. <laughs> Can
4: I take my pocket knife and try and pick the lock? <laughs> or is it
3: like the door is like there shattered? Is
0: no lock left. I mean, yeah. there wasn't a lock to start with. Like I said, it's a bedroom door.
3: Can we see like, through the cracks?
0: it's been all mushed back into place. You can't see through it. You can see a very slight red glow underneath the door.
2: Has the, the feeling changed mask. at all? Is it still concerning? Angry.
0: Okay. Con- concerned and angry. Scared. I,
2: I relay that information. I go, I think we made it angry. Can I, like,
4: try, like, like, if I put both my hands on the shattered door and, like, push on it and try and shove it open, do I feel resistance, or does it just not move?
0: As soon as you shove, it gives a little bit, because there's no reason this door should still be standing, but then it pushes back against
1: you twice as hard.
0: Okay. Like, it
1: pushes your hands back. Okay, so I was just going to knock on the door and uh, just start talking to whatever's inside of it. I assume it's a ghost. <laughs> i was
3: gonna say you're uh, what I was gonna do.
1: But yeah. Hello, we don't want to hurt you, but we came through a mysterious black void, and uh, you know we just want to get out of here. And you keep, you know, not letting us go anywhere or open the door. So, and I'm just gonna keep talking, you know, just kind of making small talk. And one of my moves that doesn't require a roll is soothe. So when I talk Mm -hmm. to someone for a few seconds in a quiet voice, it calms them down, blocking any panic, anger, or other negative emotions they have, And and I'm just going to keep talking to it. So as you have your hand on the
0: door, you can feel as you're talking, the pieces kind of move a little bit. It doesn't feel as solid. It feels like you can shift it a little. There's
1: not as much pushing back on it. At the end, once I feel it kind of give way, I'll be like, so can we come in, or... What?
0: (laughs) The lights come back on in the apartment.
4: Is the freezer still spitting out
0: ice? I mean, that ran out long ago.
4: Okay, I I clean up all the water.
0: (laughs) You still have a
3: bag of mice if you need to eat.
0: Are you bringing it to the door?
3: Yeah, why not?
0: (laughs) I think I still had it in
3: my hand as I walked
0: over. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah, so you come up with the bag, and the door kind of eases up a little more you can see it start to sag in the doorway the pieces are starting to slip apart more
3: yeah do you do you want me to heat these up or i'm not really sure how this works i'll well, i'll I take suppose. one of the rats yeah. out and i'll slip it under the door frame
1: <laughs> okay
3: too cold. i can fatten
1: that for you oh that might work <laughs> fatten it oh <laughs> flatten <laughs> flatten, <laughs> flatten okay <laughs> wow
4: rat tartar
0: as you put the mouse to the bottom of the door, the bottom actually shifts a little bit. It's almost like a cat scratching at the door, but very, very softly. Like just just barely moving right there near the mouse. And then it kind of stops.
3: I'm going to um, poke it under like, and try not to get my fingers nabbed.
0: <laughs> you manage managed to kind of push it under. The pieces are all broken and you get it through. You push in, the door just kind of sags and drops. On my head. Ow. No, it kind of falls into the room a bit. It collapses. There's no weight behind it. Inside, you see a bedroom. It's not a like a twin-size bed. It's no TV in the room. You know, dresser. And you can see on top of this long dresser, long and low dresser, is a tank with a red heat lamp in it.
3: She got a snake.
0: Go
2: I um, look inside the room cautiously to see if I see any spirits or anything that might be connected to that.
0: You feel feel more than see. You can almost feel the heat from the tank standing in the doorway. It's a warmth, a cozy kind of warmth, not just heat.
2: And it seems to be more like it's it feels more like it's coming from the room more so than the lamp?
0: It's definitely coming from the direction of the tank. The concern is still there. The edge of it is still there. But you, you mostly feel warmth right now.
2: Is there anything on the ground other than like the shards of the door?
0: There's a mouse down there too. Okay. But, but no, like nothing... that's basically it.
3: I hold up the rest of the bag. Seriously, I can heat this up if you need me to. I'm going to try and do investigate a mystery. Now that we have the door open, and there- I can see the tank, and I can feel the warmth. I would like to um, help out. I might be able to sort out what it is. Sure. Alright, so that's plus. Sure.
0: But basically what you have here is a... Basically an apparition. You don't have a full-fledged ghost. It's not intelligent. It's not aware. It's just an impulse. A strong feeling. That's what you have going on here.
3: Is it about taking care of the snake?
0: It would seem to point in that direction.
3: But there's no snake.
0: (laughs) Well, you haven't looked in the tank.
3: I haven't gone into the room yet. (laughs) All right, I'm going to pick up the mouse, and I'm going to move towards the tank, holding the mouse in front of me. Like, I'm going to drop this in your tank.
0: You see, as you walk up to the tank, there is a little, like a sticker name tag kind of thing. And it reads, T-O with an umlaut, K-F-E-Y. Cook
1: Is this like a little baby yoga mama? Gonna go eat the world tree. (laughs) So
0: that's that's the name you see on the tank.
1: What do you do?
3: I'm gonna, well, I should, do I recognize the name from all of my book?
0: What languages do you speak?
3: I mean no I've had um, Rasmus I would be
0: you kind of recognize it.
3: I was going to say I was researching into the stuff that where Rasmus comes from.
0: So Yeah, it kind of looks familiar. Here's the fun thing Google exists in this world. So
1: old Norse or whatever. Yeah, just just hold up your Google Translate. Oh, uh, at... Yeah.
0: Oh, it's it's Google. not old Norse. Like you go ahead if you want to because I mean, I think Emily already said she has her phone.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep, like an oh Essie does.
4: Oh so, yeah, like, Essie's always got her phone.
0: If you want to just punch that into Google, that's the result you get. I And I'll just give that to you. Twitter.
2: <laughs> Neat. I, I would definitely do that. Like that's even just part of yeah. my profession.
0: So Can you spell it again? T yeah. umlaut. Yeah, T O with an umlaut K F-E-Y. And I'm hoping I wrote it down right.
3: I am finding a lot of things in the original language face yes, duck. Van one asrok yeah, nope.
0: <laughs> Did you mean it's F-E-J?
1: Like I, I might have meant I might have meant F-E-J. Norwegian.
3: I found a band with that name, if it's a J.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. F-E-J. And I just anglicized bad.
3: So translated to English. It means chucklehead, dullard, lame brain, lunkhead, meatball. <laughs> <laughs> this is my snake, idiot! <laughs> this
4: is my snake, zombie.
0: Yeah, k-F-E-J. That
1: is the word proper.
4: Essie's gonna scoot her butt into the room and go right up to the tank and try and find the snake. <clears throat> now that she's heard everyone say the translation of this word, she needs to see what the snake looks like. All right,
0: how do you do that?
4: Uh, just, it is, it's just like glass on all sides,
0: right? Yeah, glass tank, there's a heat lamp sitting on top, there's a, like a screen cover on it.
4: Like, and crouching down, face to glass, just like, pressing her face into the glass, trying to like, and she'll like, move around the tank if she needs to, but she like, presses yeah. her face.
0: When you stick your face up against the tank, you can see, hiding under a hollow log, a little black snout. Not, not Exactly, but, you know,
4: She's like... adorable. You're gonna, like, wiggle yeah. her finger at him from behind the glass.
3: I'll, uh, I will reach in and put this, the mouse down in the dirt in front of him and kind of give it a little...
0: You can see the, the tongue flick out a little bit, but does not appear to be interested.
3: We gotta nuke it. <laughs> I'm gonna take it back to the kitchen and microwave it and bring it back to give it to him.
4: Essie's just, like, baby-talking at the snake.
0: I'll save you just a little bit of Google time. Normally, you just use warm water.
3: Okay, I will warm water. <laughs> I, will get, I will get the mouse warm
0: yep. enough. Up uh, here, yeah. Da, 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 da. Made it warm. We'll just say that happened. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> so you drop the now warmed mouse down in front of the snake. You see the tongue flick out, and it kind of crawls out. You can see it's a black snake with kind of an orangish copper line down its back.
3: I'm going to use uh, and the it google grabs button. the mouse. Learn
0: that. Yeah, and since that would be kind of a, an annoying thing to try and find specifically, you google around a little bit, you find it's actually just a variety of ball python. How sweet. Good, Emily,
2: I'm you're like, feeling...
0: I'm, I'm just going to give you this one. You're feeling relief.
2: I want to kind of do my reaching out, talking to the spirits thing and just say, would you like us to take care of Tokfe?"
0: You feel such a relief. It's like thinking you've lost your keys when you're down the middle of downtown at two o'clock in the morning, and then you find out they're just in a different pocket. That's, you actually feel that. Not even the impression of that, but that's how much you feel the relief spreading to you.
2: I I go, everybody, she wants us to just take care of of this snake. And I look over at Essie, and I know Essie's excited.
4: (laughs) Essie is like, Dude, now we have a pet snake! <laughs> and his name is Dum-Dum!
3: <laughs> I was looking at some other things, and it looks like uh, pumpkin might also be a word for it. Like, you know, like like pumpkin head, but I'm guessing if you were to kind of go straight through, it might be like, up.
1: <laughs> I like how vague it is, man.
0: <laughs> um, you know what?
1: You can name,
0: we're gonna, yep, that's, that's what it means.
3: It means pumpkin head stupid Maybe... idiot. <laughs> Man, I really I... love my snake, dumbass. <laughs> Someone takes care of it when I die.
1: There is
0: <laughs> there. There are some ways to interpret it, but uh, whatever conclusions
1: you come to.
4: Great, love, tiny
1: little Yolmandganda. <laughs> We've got to get this guy home, though.
4: Yeah, yeah. and I don't I... remember how he got here, except it was through a black doorway. So.
2: I flip back what? to the maps app and I just go, "Essie, we're not we're not too far away." And I show it to oh. you. Oh, oh, that was smart. Good call.
0: As you turn around, you notice the doorway to the bedroom is black.
3: Oh, excellent. Wait, the mice are in your freezer. I oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're in the city.
3: There's <laughs> plenty Do of my mice. mice are I?
4: Going to think about and almost attempt to try, to try and pick up the tank, and realize it's, her arms are lo- not long enough.
0: No, I wanna, yeah, I wanna have like, you to go She's gonna like. There's there's a I, small there's a smaller plastic tank that sits next to it, which is empty. There's nothing in it.
3: I just am picturing this though. Essie goes and starts to like try to hold the whole tank, everything included, and then Morway just reaches over, pulls the snake out, and holds on.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, she like tries to go like vertic, like put her arms around the short end, and then realize she can't get all the way to the end. And then she tries to put it like hold it wide, but then her arms aren't long enough, and she's like, oh, and she tries like. A hand on top and hand underneath, and that doesn't work. And And
3: then Marwena picks up the small cage and then slowly puts it in front of Essie and then puts it down.
4: (laughs) I'm gonna take out the log because it must be his favorite, and it's coming with him. (laughs) I'm gonna put the log in the little tank
3: and forget the snake.
4: (laughs) I thought you put the snake in
1: there.
3: No. I was just making a joke that you were like, there, this is what she wants us to take care of.
1: (laughs) My new pet log. Yes.
3: (laughs) All right, I guess, for all intents and purposes, we gather the appropriate materials,
1: tank, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: lamp, etc. And then I guess the bag of mice that's still in my hand will come with me, but there goes all the (laughs) rest of them.
0: And we'll go through the doorway. You step through the door, and you all take it one at a time, I'm assuming. Just before
2: Essie yep. or I go, whoever, whichever one of us is going first, I look over to Essie and I go, Maureen is going to make me make up those hours. Damn.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but now we have a pet snake. She does the, like, the little, like, hand shake. I'm, I'm doing the motion. She sticks out her pinky and she sticks out her thumb and she shakes her hand.
3: Does the totally radical?
4: <laughs> yes. Thank you. She does that and, like, Jubular. sticks out her tongue.
0: Hey.
4: And marches through.
0: So as you walk through, you notice now that you're actually expecting it this time, there's no transition as you walk through the door. You're simply walking from one room to another. It just so happens that the other room is Marwena's office. All of us? Yep. You manage to not collide with each other this time, unless you all, for some reason, walk through the door at the same moment.
4: So, the snake's going to stay here, right, Morena? So that we can all visit and take care of it?
1: So at least it's a ragnarok. I suppose. Yeah.
3: Just put it over there on that bookshelf. I I finally re-archived the books
2: about ancient Egyptian. Egyptians. Yeah, no, never mind. Just put it...
4: Uh, As he goes and starts setting up the tank.
2: When I get in, I look at the book that I was carrying under my arms... And I just look at the title, and the book I'm holding is called Snake Trouble, Ghost Trouble by Ruskin Bond. What? Did you just Google up Snake's ghosts, book? Yes, I did.
0: (laughs) That's so good. You also, I suppose I should point this out, as you walked through the doorway this time, you notice as you walk through... It's not black behind you. You just walked into the room. Her door is normal now. I go See? and I
4: open the door. Is it just. You are
0: outside her office? You are inside her office. You're outside I... her office? I You're do that a couple times. Office. You're outside her office? You're inside her office.
3: And then I, I go was really waiting up... for
0: Maureen to snap at you there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's too busy just staring in dumbfounded awe. <laughs>
4: and then I go back to st- setting up the tank.
3: Did you lock the front door before you walked through that gateway?
2: No. Go lock the front door, Emily, please. Uh, yes, Morena. I head down and I go, I probably should finish putting these books away <laughs> as well. I lock the door and I go, start putting the books. <laughs> all right, we get Tuck all set up, I guess.
0: And you have solved my old lady ghost snake puzzle. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Gross. Just as a note, Essie's gonna. What's once the tank is set up, She's gonna like just grab a chair from, I'm assuming <laughs> there may be more than one chair in Morena's office. And she's gonna sit in front of the snake tank and she's gonna pull out a bag of Doritos and just sit and stare at the snake and eat her mini bag of Doritos to make sure he's adjusting fine.
3: Morena stares on in horror.
4: Do you want one?
3: No. Okay. I'll stick to the frozen mice. <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. crunch, crunch, and I guess- crunch. There must be, like, a break room somewhere in the library, so I'll go pop these fuckers in the freezer. Okay. a nice surprise for the rest of the staff tomorrow. How Sweet. big is our library? Um, it's got... I'm trying to think, what city are we in? We are in, like, a Halifax-sized city? Yeah. yeah.
0: Something like that. A couple uh, hundred thousand.
3: It's not... I-, I wouldn't say we're the main library. I feel like there'd probably be more than one library. In the city. So we have about
1: seven.
3: Okay, yeah. So I'd say our library is a little bit smaller comparatively, still pretty big. So three floors and a fourth floor that's not open to the public, which is just for like storage of old books. So, like, we have the biggest, but we have the oldest books. That's our thing. So, third floor is old books that people can access but can't leave the library. Fourth floor, nobody can access. It's where they're stored and preserved. And then first and second floor are regular books. Anyway, yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, it's a good-sized library, yeah. but small, probably by, like, big city standards. It's not like we're, like, huge in width a just...
0: Thanks for listening. We also have a website, groupproject.com, where we'll sometimes be posting, I don't know, stuff. Once more, thanks to 2 Mellow for letting us use Except Myself. He made the whole album in one weekend, live on Twitch. He's super talented, so please check out his music at That's the number two, M-E-L-L-O, makes.bandcamp.com. Thanks for chipping in on the group project. And I don't have any catchy outro music to play or sponsors to thank.